Welcome to the Employco HR Podcast. I'm Rob Wilson. With me is my brother and partner, Scott. Hello. Jason Eisenhut, our VP of HR. Hi, everyone. And Jackson Navarro, working the board. Work, so. work. Thanks for joining us this uh, this month for our, our monthly podcast uh, on uh, trending HR topics. So now to narrow our focus to Illinois, uh, Jason, but we've got a big, uh, a big new change coming in Illinois. And you mentioned two other states already are doing it, Nevada and Maine. Maine. So Illinois has the Illinois paid leave law that's affected. Wawa. <laughs> it really is. That's what, short, are, yeah. that's what they're calling it. Yeah. yeah. So that uh, effective January 1st of, uh, of uh, next year. So just, uh, just a few weeks away. So if uh, listeners aren't, aren't aware of it or aren't prepared for it, it uh, it's some major changes to some businesses. Yeah. I, I, even if you're not a business located in Illinois and you're based in California or Florida or New York, and you've got some employees in Illinois, you're probably going to have to make a change to your existing PTO pay time off policy because there's some nuances there that most employers in Illinois are going to have to do something to get ready for this. So this is down to, you know, when you see Family Medical Leave Act and some of the variety like COBRA and others, there's, this is one employee. One. This is at the same level as, you know, sexual harassment training. Exactly. Any yeah, business that has an employee has to do harassment training. That's a great comparison. Yeah. It, it, any employer, okay, there are some exceptions like park districts and school districts, but most private employers private will businesses. have to, yeah, will have to comply with this. Wow. So effective January 1st, it's full and part-time employees. You're right. And it's up to the the, the brief side, because I know Jason has pages of notes. <laughs> details. details. Yes, yeah. he's been planning this one, planning this podcast for uh, since the last one. So up to 40 hours of paid leave, regardless of the reason. Yeah. So that's that's where, where we're tied in with Maine and Nevada. So this new law that kicks in January 1st, employees can take it for any reason. So Another exemption is Chicago and some parts of Cook County. They have an existing paid sick leave where you can only use it for sick. Obviously, employees can fake it or whatever, sure. but this is for any reason. Nobody Empl- fakes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, yeah. Um, but employees now could take these five days to 40 hours to vacation to Mexico or combination of three days to Mexico, two of sick. They could do anything they want with it for any reason. Yeah. Five days paid vacation. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Or paid sick time, whatever the case. But, yeah, paid right. leave. Yeah, and, and, and kind of jumping ahead a little bit. As the tricky part is if the employer can require advance notice that I, as the employer, want you, to employee, to give me at least seven days advance notice when it's foreseeable. You're going on vacation to Mexico, you got to give me at least seven days advance notice. If it's unforeseeable, someone's sick, whatever, you, as soon as, it, as practically possible. Right. The catch there is the employer can't ask the employee for the reason. So if an employee comes to you and says, hey, today is a Thursday. We need off. Uh, I need, I want Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off for next week. I can't say for what. And you should have given me. Se- I can't discipline the person for not giving me seven days notice because I can't ask him what it's for. So I can call you at quarter to eight. We, uh, we open Same our office open at eight in the morning. Yep. I can call you at quarter eight and go like, Jason, I, I can't be in for the next five days. Yep. I can't ask. I can't ask why. I'm sick in Mexico. Right. Yeah, I'm sick of work. Right. right. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's a bit becomes a bit of a hardship for uh, you know, for businesses. Oh my god, retail, restaurant industries, something like the the, the trades. I mean, how yeah. do you backfill it that quickly? And and yeah, I mean, so you're going to have to probably some employers who aren't already providing these forty hours may have to already have may have to hire more employees to get ready for the backfill. 
So not only is it I'm having to probably for some companies who aren't providing it, pay these employees to be out, but I'm going to have to also pay the backup to to come in. And then those people are accruing hours. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I've got a ton of questions for you. But (laughs) but as you, uh, as the hypothetical hypothetical questions but so as you walk people through so you can you can choose between for your 40 hours as a business owner you can choose between front loading right saying january 1st you you know jason you've got 40 hours or you can uh and and you potentially could you know in the month of january you could take those 40 hours take a week off no notice and then quit that's exactly and, right and i'm out or you can accrue an hour per per week or hour per 40 Four. hours of work that's right. right. Yep. And that's so, going to take you through, you know, 40 weeks. Yeah. Right. And, you know, uh, and that person can only take those, uh, get those time off as they accrue them. Yeah. The employer can be more generous and say, oh, we're, we're going to let you go into the negative. Hey, if you need two days off in January. But they don't for, have to. They don't have to. Right. They'd right. be like, hey, tough right. luck. Right. You, you know, yeah. and you've got other vacation. Now this. Uh, you may have you're subject to this, but you may also you may currently have a vac- uh, vacation policy or a sick time policy. Okay, now here's where it gets a little even more complicated. See, Jason's getting yeah. excited, right? <laughs> yeah, getting a little geeky here. Uh, so we've worked. We have a bunch of attorneys that we work with that I'm close with, and two different attorneys that I really highly respect. Two highly respected opinions. Two very different opinions on how the law is written today before the Department of Labor, Illinois Department of Labor releases any more rulemaking or FAQs. One of the attorneys had said, this is going to be in addition to any existing policy that you have. Another one said, okay, no, if you if you put it in your policy that the first 40 hours of sick time or the paid time off up, applies to your existing company's policy, then you don't have to give them an additional 40 hours. Right, because so, if you had, if you had this five days of sick time, and you had, say, you know, two weeks of vacation time. So you're already in for three weeks. Three weeks. One attorney is saying, well, actually, now you're going to give them four weeks. Yeah. One attorney had said that. Yeah. I, I personally don't agree with that person. That's, I think yeah, it, that's I good. Agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the not only the intent of the law was because the law has also written to say if the company is already providing at least 40 hours and it can be used for any reason, the company doesn't have to make any changes to their company policy. So my interpretation, the other attorney has said, you, as long as you're saying the first 40 hours count towards your PTO or vacation or whatever, put that in your company policy and then you're covered. Then you don't have to provide an additional 40 hours. Right. Separate from your sick time. Yep. Right. Right. Because your sick time. So if somebody quits and they've accrued hours, you have to pay them the accrued hours of vacation, but you don't have to pay accrued hours or any hours of sick time, unused right. sick time. Right. So it still makes sense to separate the both. I, I think so. I mean, there are some administrative advantages to using this all-in-one PTO bucket. It cuts down on unplanned absences. People don't call a fake sick to, because they've already exhausted their vacation time. Right. And but, so now somebody that has unlimited PTO, and you see some, you saw a bunch of companies move that way because if somebody quits or is fired, you don't have to give them any time. Yeah. But you also have unlimited time. So there's you know the pro and con exactly. of the unlimited. So you've seen, seen seen some companies cut back on that because they thought this would solve some problems of taking attendance, all that. But then in some companies, it didn't work. Right. Well, you're going to have people abuse the system. Right. right. So if someone has that uh, unlimited PTO, they don't really have to They're do anything covered. with this. They're exactly. covered. So it's, uh, it's really somebody that, one, maybe they don't give you any time off. Or at least know. not 40 hours. 
yeah, a retail store, restaurant, or, you know, or you're new, their policies, you've got to be there X number of time before you qualify for it. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of small businesses that really don't offer paid vacation time, especially to the part, part-timers. This is where right. another part, this is now, now for the first time, there's a law that says you have to pay, provide paid leave to your part-timers. So what so most, I think what most employers, most of our clients will be doing is the accrual method for the part-timers, because maybe right. if they have varying hours, some weeks they work 20, some 10, whatever, especially in the restaurant retail industry, it'll be one for every 40 hours. And you may not may take you a long time to build yeah, that Especially up. with your turnover. When you think of restaurants, you know, you've got a, a pretty decent sized yeah. turnover, not of being fired, but people quitting. So the law luckily does kind of protect them a little bit where although you need to start accruing it from day one of their hire, you don't have to allow them to start taking it until 90 days after they've started. Okay. So they could build up some time, but they can't take it within the first 90 days of their employment. So it's much more advantageous to do the accruing. Than- Especially for part for high turnover part-timers, yeah. I think so. And when do you declare uh, as a business, is it in your, do you putting it in your handbook? Of uh, if you're doing an accrual method or a front load, front load. Uh, yeah, it's either a separate policy or in the handbook. Usually, it's going to be in the handbook. But if you want a separate policy and amendment, you could distribute just that to your employees if you wanted to. There's also going to be a required notice, like a poster, the laminated poster. The state hasn't released that yet, so we're not ready to kind of distribute that to everybody. But they're saying that'll be ready by January 1st or some point. So of what year? So, uh, all right. So, uh, think, thinking of the trade show industry or construction industry. So, you, uh, and you probably, you know, are they considered part timers or not? So, you uh, just throw a trade show example out for you. So, you're a contractor, you're an IND company, you're setting up, taking down specific booths. You hire somebody. Now, you know, they're considered seasonal in the sense that you're going to work this week, then you're laid off. You're going to, you know, you work when the booths are, when the shows are in town. Could you potentially, could someone potentially be hired, you know, a day in and then say, I'm going to take, you know, uh, depending on what their statement is. I know you're going to have to tell companies what your statement is because someone like that, you'd want to accrue those hours Yep. versus day two of a load in. Hey, boss, I'm uh, I'm going to take the next four days off and you got to pay him. Okay. So there's a little, a couple caveats there. One, if you have an existing CBA, like a bona fide collective bargaining agreement, those are exempt as long as the employees have already agreed to it in writing as part of the collective bargaining agreement. So all union businesses, collective bargaining for the most part, you you know, every business that's union has a CBA. Yep. So now when the CBA, a new CBA is after January 1st, most, the trade show industry is a little bit different because they're on and off and more seasonal or kind of short-term based. But if it's like a year-round employee, indefinite employment, the CBA probably already provides at least 40 hours of time off. Usually unions are negotiate that in. But if, yeah, these funky union, this is going to be tricky, especially for non-union type people in this environment. Luckily, the employee employer can say, well, you're not able to take it within the first 90 days. That's the, that's kind of the nice caveat. So interesting. So if your CBA doesn't address it, they'll be addressing it in the next, the next one. In the next one. Right. Yeah, so there are some still unanswered questions from the state. Um, we've been tuning in, to talk, talking to the Department of Labor pretty frequently, and they totally admit there's some unanswered questions. The law was written very high level. They answered many questions, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions or some inconsistencies with the law and their FAQs. So what they've said is we're going to provide some rulemaking or some additional FAQs either by the end of the year or by March 31st was when employees can start taking this paid leave. 
Right. So stay tuned, I guess. And and this is on the state level. So Chicago would is a exempt. work in progress right now. Oh yeah, exempt right. because they they do sick time, but uh, the mayor is trying to push through ten days. Right, right. right? For uh, for any reason, eighty yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of our clients have already reached out to us over the past few days, and they're like, "This is going to kill us." Like, I, we hope it doesn't go through. Probably it will, um, but they, uh, thin margins across different types of industries—it's it's just is going to hurt a lot of companies, help a lot of employees. I'm not saying for, for or against, but the companies who are already kind of struggling, mom and pop shops—it's going to hurt. Yeah, some of your restaurants that yeah. the margins are pretty pretty right. slim, wages are already up, so it, uh, it's going to have. It, if it goes for 10 days, that's going to be a big impact. I think so. But then kind of that's the city. <laughs> yeah. you know, they're, they're going to push through the higher, the, the, you know, they're, they're sending the mansion tax to a, to a vote. So real estate transfer taxes are going to go up. Go through the roof. Right? See, I think you're going to see a little bit more of those uh, sales go through before that, that passes as well. One other part that we found out uh, not too long ago with the Illinois paid leave law is that Companies can restrict employees from using the paid leave uh, for certain times of the year according to their operational necessity, like busy peak season. So if you're a retail organization and you are open day after Thanksgiving, you could say, I'm not, you cannot take the Illinois paid leave on November, whatever the day after Thanksgiving. Now, if it's an organization like one of our clients is, is in the automotive motorcycle industry and their peak season's months long, you need to be reasonable about it. You can't take a month's long peak busy season. You can't use your time off. Right. But can you can you restrict uh, if your busy season, say, is the summer and your busy days are Saturday and Sunday? Can you say Saturday, you can't take a Saturday? Yeah. So now the, it hasn't I, I haven't seen an FAQs or the law. So if you if you restrict that, which I think is reasonable and the employees is legitimately sick and calls off sick, has COVID, you don't want them coming in. So then I guess right. it would be going unpaid day off rather than. Using one of these paid days. Right. Because yeah, there you can say, all right, so my busy season is, you know, Saturdays between May 1st and September 1st. I, I think it's reasonable. You know, because yeah. then that industry slows down during the during the winter. Right. A lot of, a lot of questions, Jason. Yeah. And still some unanswered questions, too, that we hope through the next round of FEQs or rulemaking, they'll, they'll, we'll kind of figure some of this additional. Because yeah, you're down to under 60 days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I appreciate you doing all the research yeah. on this, Jason. Fun stuff. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to uh, to Jason at uh, hr at employco.com. Yep. We're on all the social medias now. Right. So it's uh, going to be a, a big adjustment. So how are you? So you're re recommending at some point everyone redo your handbook. Unless you, like you've said unless before, have the unlimited have. PTO uh, or unless you already have. But if you have either uh, a PTO policy that doesn't allow for it, I had it. If you have an all-in-one PTO policy, I still suggest you amend it or edit it to say the first 40 hours will account towards uh, the Illinois paid leave law. And same thing with you have separate buckets for vacation or sick time. You're probably going to want to make a change to say one of those can be used for any reason. And the first 40 hours will count towards the Illinois paid leave. I'm sensing this is the next big class action lawsuit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like the biometric uh, right. data collection. This this will be up there. I'm there sure. are already some stated penalties in there uh, if employers are not compliant. Not only do you have to pay back the employees for the paid time off they should have been paid, but there are penalties to the penalties. state. The state has their to the yeah. state. Sure. Not surprising. Right. So. 
Jason, thanks for the research and uh, appreciate all your comments. And I'm sure next month more we might come. have some more questions for yeah, you as thanks. a uh, carve out part of the next podcast to uh, maybe answer some listeners' questions that, because uh, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of questions. So HR sure. at employco.com. Great Thank idea. you very much for a new yeah. uh, new podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next month. If you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to Jason, and uh, we'll make sure if some questions come in, we'll bring it up on next month's podcast. Sounds good. Thanks, thanks thank you. everyone. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks for working the board. <laughs>